Hey, I'm Spencer Powell and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Katie Finn of Patrick A. Finn. Katie grew up in the family business. Saturdays were spent running around the job sites with Patrick as soon as she could walk in her oversized construction boots. For years, she said she would never officially join the company. While studying business and entrepreneurship in college, she decided to work for Patrick, who's her dad, on a part-time basis. Part-time became full-time, which quickly led to Patrick and Katie working on a succession plan. She still loves running around the job sites and the ability to be part of the team that transforms people's lives. She is planning on taking over the business in approximately eight years. All right, now for the conversation with Katie Finn. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Hey, Spencer. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, good. Me too. I always like to kick these off with just like... Tell everyone your name, company, where you guys are located, and kind of the types of projects you're working on. Yeah. So my name is Katie. Our company name is Patrick A. Finn Limited. It's named after my dad. I've been in the business for about seven years now. We're about 45 minutes outside of Chicago. We're a design build company, and we're focusing a lot on whole home renovations, first floor renovations, additions, basements thrown here and there. Little little bit of everything, but we're trying to, trying to grow it uh, throughout the years. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So you've been in the business seven years, but when did, when did your dad start the company or did he start the company? Yeah. Great question. He started the company in 1991. So he actually grew up in Ireland and the schooling process in Ireland is very interesting. So he didn't make the cut for his electric class that he wanted to take. And so he decided to immigrate to England and there he learned to be a master carpenter. He learned about project supervision and just like the high quality craftsmanship and the old world style of Europe. He, his eventual goal was always to immigrate to America though. So he came to America after a few years in England, was working in the cities for a while and decided eventually to start his own business. So that was in 91, but it was a journey to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you know why he landed in Chicago? I don't know why exactly he picked Chicago. I suppose Chicago has like a pretty high level of Irish immigrants. They all, the Irish migrate to Chicago. It's just what we do, I guess. But when he was a kid and when he was like eight years old, his grandfather had taken him to the Atlantic Ocean in Ireland and told him on the other side of here is America. And ever since that day, that was what drove him to want to go to America because his grandfather had been here like during the gold rush and everything and learned all about the opportunities that were here. So it was always a driving force for America. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. So I'm assuming you kind of grew up seeing that business and your dad in the business. Like what, what was that like? Yeah. So my duties were pretty big as a child. I like ran (laughs) around the job sites and delivered donuts and honestly not much has changed. (laughs) I spent a lot of time with my dad. I'm just, yeah, running around. And he used to tell me like, Katie, we're going to this house today. You can walk through the walls. 
And I thought that was the coolest thing until I realized it was just like pieces of wood, you know, hung <laughs> together. But I, I grew up in the business and I always promised that I would actually never be involved in the business, though. I had no desire to be in the business, but that all changed after I went to college and started working here for a little bit. And now I'm planning to take it over. So it's it's been a fun journey. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how that happens. I have a similar story, slightly different industry. My dad had a direct mail business for most of you know my childhood, and I always thought oh, I don't want to get it. I like I don't want anything to do with this business, and ended up merging my you know like the digital end with the the physical like mail marketing that they were doing, and then it all kind of happened to merge together, and then suddenly I'm in in the business. So what was it after college that made you like? You didn't want to be in the business, but then you worked in it a little bit after school and then it just kind of caught on or how did that actually transition? I actually worked in it during college and I went to school for um, like business administration and entrepreneurship. And I remember in my entrepreneurship class, the professor asked us, you know, like, why do you all want to own your own business? And everybody's running around talking about all the money they want and everything. And I've lived through the recession. Money doesn't like the money's there sometimes and it goes away very quickly too. So my big thing was that I just want to be able to like feel like I'm in control of my time and my energy and the people around me and make a difference. And that was what was important to me. And as I started working in the business, I realized like how well all of that works here. And then I just, I've always loved the construction side of things and the creativity of it. And then I started learning about like the business and the books and running a business. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of exciting too. That's not as boring as I thought it would be. And I've always loved design. So once you layer all of those things, you you have a design build a company. So it, it worked out well, but it it took me, I think, working here and not real, not just thinking of it as like the family business, but this is like a really cool place to be. We have amazing people here and cool clients. So it all just, it kind of came together over time. Yeah. So it was unexpected yeah. for everybody. <laughs> You know, sometimes that happens, you know, so no, but that's cool. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it, it fit a lot of the things that you were looking for. And then at least from my perspective, I found that the more you like understand something that then you actually like it a little bit more because you have more context and uh, you can kind of connect some of the dots. So I'm curious, like over this seven year span, like did you bring any change to the business? Because I know sometimes when you get like a new generation coming in, like new ideas some things and you're like, at first, I'm just going to sit back, but now it's like, oh, we should be doing X, Y, and Z. Like, has there been any moments like that for you? There definitely has. We're part of Remodelers Advantage. And at my first meeting, I was like, silent as can be through everybody's focus time. And then our focus time came and I was like, here are all of our problems. My dad didn't know I was going to do that. So <laughs> he maybe didn't appreciate that, but we're okay. We're past it now. So I definitely think it's cool when someone comes in with fresh eyes and whenever we have like a new team member, they always have ideas that I'm like, how did I never think of that? You know? So I would say some of the things that have changed since I've started here, we're just a lot more like process driven because my dad's been in this business last year was our 30th year in business. So he's been doing everything and doing a great job, but it's all been in his head. So for all of us, we have to like dissect his head first to know how to do it. So I've been working on just trying to get everything in his head onto paper so that we can, you know, repeat it and make it scalable and just give everybody kind of like a blueprint for what they need to need to do. So that's been our biggest thing, I think. And then just some things that we've been working on together to like keep up with the times. We're trying to be better with like technology and, you know, COVID was a huge help for that. We're doing all of our meetings by Zoom still. And just little things like that, that we've grown as a team. It definitely takes a village, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I always think the outside eyes, like there's sometimes when you're in it, you just can't see it, you know? And so getting, getting new perspective is, is helpful. And I'm sure that's been a journey documenting processes in his head. Yeah. I'm curious too, just because I feel like in this industry, you see a lot of like 
family dynamics, whether it's like siblings or, you know, father, daughter, like you guys, what's that been like just from a like working relationship, personal relationship, maybe some highs, some lows, like what have you had to work through to, to make it as harmonious as possible? As harmonious as possible. Yeah. My dad and I are very stubborn, the two of us. And usually we have the same end goal in mind, but our path to get there varies like a hundred miles from one another. That's been the biggest thing is when I first started, I had all these ideas, but no experience. And he has all this experience and also all these ideas. And so it took us learning to communicate with one another and just like take a breath on our ideas. Cause the two of us, once we get talking, we talk too fast and hands are flying and there's too many things going like through our minds at once. So I think just learning to, to communicate our ideas and like realize that we do have the same end goal. We agree on what our end goal is and just being patient with one another's process to get there, I guess. Yeah. I feel like personality is a huge piece of it, you know, like depending on the two personalities and, you know, figuring out like, okay, what's your personality? What's mine? Like, how are we going to work together? And I'm sure some of those, like, if you're both stubborn, I can see that you're hitting some moments where it's like, okay, what are we, let's take a step back. What are we going to do here? Yeah. Um, I've been fired a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) Fired and rehired. Well, I thought you mentioned earlier that you were taking over the business or there's plans to, is that uh, like near term, far term, or how's that going? Yeah. So that's something that's in term, I guess, where our current plan is like approximately eight years, but I feel like those types of plans are kind of living plans. You know, we'll see where we're at as each year progresses and our we have like a written plan and everything, but we plan to like evaluate it each year and just make sure that we're both on the same page and on the same track. My dad has like other goals that he has in life that he wants to do, but the business is still like his baby and everything. So I don't ever want him to be feel like, well, Katie's here. I need to move out or anything. And I think he feels the same way. So eight years is our rough time frame, but it's a living plan. Yeah, it's tough to forecast out that far. So no, that's, that's super cool. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. Well, what do you think, just like talking about your guys' business, what do you think makes you guys kind of unique in your marketplace? And like, what's been the journey to kind of like discovering that? Because I feel like that's a very difficult thing in this industry is like, how do you figure out what makes us like different? Why do our clients like us and, and those types of things? Yeah, no, I definitely think that's true. And we're in like the Chicago area. So it's it's a pretty competitive market. And, you know, we have good competitors. They're not like, these crappy people rolling around in beat up trucks that have like handwritten signs on them and everything like that. They're true competitors and they do a good job. 
I think the biggest thing for us has been our people all this time. We're really fortunate. The guys that are still on our team have been the people I grew up with running around delivering donuts. One guy's been with us um, 20 years is the oldest. And the next is like 15 or 17. And the one after that is 11. And then they actually helped us recruit two of our newest hires in the past year. And they're training them up. So that's really cool for us because I can tell clients you know, that project that you see on our website that you love, those same people that built it, I have them like here today and they're going to be the same people that's going to, that are going to build your project. And my dad currently does all of our project management. He just, that's his area of focus and forte. And so people like that too, because they have like an owner's presence on the job site. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And just the relations of all of that matter to people. So it feels like they're working with a family business, which I think people like. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So have you kind of taken over more of the sales side or does does your dad still do some of that? Yeah, that's a great question. So that's something that we're working on right now. We both do sales right now. And then we have two designers who also sell. So we're working on making that more of like a department, so to speak, and eventually getting him out of sales. But I think it's always something he'll be involved in to a point because that's another thing he likes. So we're, we have a good few of us group group selling, I suppose, at the moment. You know, what's been maybe uh, the toughest part about kind of like being in the business or thinking about it? I know you're not a owner yet, but thinking about it from kind of that owner mindset as you've, you know, been there over the seven years. Yeah. Something either that you're like, man, I didn't realize that this would be this tough or something that, you know, surprised you. That's a good question. I think the toughest thing is I feel like construction really ebbs and flows. And I don't think until you get really passionate about it and you're really dive into it that you realize like how much you are going to change based on those ebbs and flows. And, you know, you're going to have to like stay strong during the ebbs and rise up with the flows and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think you just don't realize like how much these cycles happen and, and how you can help try to ease them out, but they're never going to be like a perfect cycle, I suppose. I think that's been the biggest thing for me is like, oh, when things are going really well, I'm, I'm really happy. And if, if things are like needing to improve a little bit, it's on my mind a lot. So I think just learning to like separate those things out a little bit too. And, and just know that you have to keep working the plan and stick with the plan because eventually things, things move together and to not stress too much about it. Yeah. It definitely feels that way, you know, seasonally there's, you know, ups and downs and then definitely, you know, as the economy moves, you know, cause it's based on discretionary income and, you know, yes. that sort of thing. So yeah, for sure. Well, what is it that's maybe like gets you up in the morning or gets you super excited about what you do and kind of why are you excited to keep doing it? Yeah. I love like the creativity of it all. I think the business side is creative. I think like our designs are creative. I love the problem solving of it. I think in construction, there's never a dull moment. Nothing's ever the same. And I appreciate that. Sometimes, you know, it's a bit much, but I appreciate it at the end of the day. And I think, I think just being able to know that together, like we can kind of cast our vision and decide where we're going to go and impact the lives of so many people. You know, it's cool to hear from our clients like a year later, how big of a difference their home is now that they can like host the parties and the family gatherings. And our favorite is, you know, like the parents that have teenagers and, you know, now the kids stay at the house and everything like that. It's just cool to see how something that seems like it could be something so small can have such a big impact on everyone around you. Yeah, that's cool. I know that's that's one of the things I love about this industry too. Just like you're transforming people's like everyday experience in their home, you know, where they spend most of their time, you know, and now now even more so. So yeah, that's super cool. I'm curious, what is what does the future look like for you guys? It sounds like right now, design build kind of do a lot a variety of interior projects. Yeah, what are the next like three to five years look like? Are you trying to make any big changes or continue just perfecting what you're doing? 
Yeah. So we definitely want to stay as a design build model. In the past, we used to like build plans for architects and everything like that, but we revised our business model and we really like design build business model. So that's our plan. That being said, I think we just want to continue growing like our project scope and size and complexity. We're taking on a few more complex projects each year and we like those. We like the challenge and like to have to sit there and scratch our heads for a little bit, figure out how to make a design work and how to make the construction work. So I think just growing in our challenges and honing in our skill set. I'd love to see some more like furniture and fixtures kind of like finishing come into the business eventually, but I'm not sure if that's so much my dad's vision. So that might happen like years and years down the road. Yeah, that might eight be years from now, we'll years. start the interior design portion. Exactly. <laughs> One step at a time. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Cause that would really round out like the complete service of it for, for certain clients that, that are looking for that. Yeah. I like that. Is that something you feel like you've got a, an eye for, or are you just like the idea of being able to provide that service? I feel like I have an eye for it. I feel like I don't have always the budget that I want to make my vision come to reality. So I think for our clients, I think that I'd love to be a part of it, but I would probably have some other people that have like a little bit better background in it, but I would definitely be poking my head into all of those meetings and being nosy as can be with it all. Cause I, I do love all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right, Katie, I got kind of a fun, uh, wacky question and then two forward facing questions to wrap us up. I find there's usually like a weird or crazy client story, or it could just be a crazy project that you worked on. Like anything coming to mind, you don't share names or anything like that, but anything sticking out. (laughs) We've definitely had some interesting clients and, and I'm sure they've thought we're pretty interesting too. I think I think one of my favorite stories, and hopefully my dad doesn't mind me sharing this one, is that he had built a house for a couple in our area and they loved him. They loved the house. They were so excited. And their daughter decided that they wanted to hire us as well. And just for whatever reason, she was probably like myself, a little like headstrong and stubborn as well. She just didn't like him. And so whenever he drove by, like she would like flip him off or like... You know, him out the window. (laughs) Just funny things like that. And and you know what? The project ended fine and like she loves her project, but she just for whatever reason they didn't they didn't seem to get along, I guess. Oh, that's a riot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So technically my dad's story, not mine, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. All right. So the last two questions. One is just I've been asking everybody, like, what do you think are a couple of challenges that you feel like our industry is gonna have to like figure out over the next one to three years, you know, pick your timeline. But yeah, it feels like there's a number of things, but anything sticking out to you that you feel like we need to be all thinking about and trying to work on solving? I just feel like we need to make sure that we continue helping the remodeling and the construction industry show themselves like as a professional industry, because I think that there's, you know, still a little bit of that stigma that people like contractors are shady and they're coming to steal your money and don't trust them. And they're going to leave you with a leaking faucet and bathroom and eventually your ceiling's going to cave in kind of a thing. So I think just changing like the mantra and the verbiage and like the thoughts around what construction is and making sure that you can provide clients with like a full service, I think is really important. And I think as part of that, we have to continue updating ourselves with the times. I think like technology is going to be a really big thing for the future of construction. And I think there's already a lot there. Like, you know, Zoom has been big for everybody. We use Co-Construct for our like project management software. We use HubSpot for like a CRM on our website. So there's definitely a lot of stuff that people are doing. And I know other people are doing that too, but I think just continuing other ways, like a lot of people have their clients bringing like iPads out to the job site or their carpenters bringing iPads out to the job site and just having like change orders ready to go or questions ready to go for people, photos that can be uploaded, just continuing on the road with technology, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think those are good, good observations. All right. Final question. If you could leave our listeners who are remodelers, just like yourself with, you know, one piece of advice or final takeaway, something you've learned, what would you share? I think just to make sure you're always learning and to always be open. I feel like a mantra that I like to live by is that there's always someone in the room that knows a lot more about something than you've ever even heard of. That I just like trying to dive deeper with people and not stay too close to the surface because I think the more in-depth conversations you can have, the more you can grow as a person. And this is a definitely a people-oriented business. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more because got our core values right here. And uh, one of them is always be learning. So uh, (laughs) I think that's excellent advice. Katie, thanks so much for joining me. This was awesome. Thank you so much, Spencer. Great to see you. You too. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.